Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome back to the Tinder Bundle, where believers come together to kindle their flame of faith. I'm your host, The Wandering Avad, and we continue through our 21 days of progressive fasting and praying. And today is day 10, and our chapter reading for the day is 1 Corinthians 12, but I'll be reading a little bit of a portion from verses 12 through 27 and I read as for the body is one and has many members but all the members of that one body being many are one body so also is Christ for by one spirit we were all baptized into the one body whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and have all been made to drink into one spirit. For the fact, the body is not one member, but many. If the foot says, or should say, because I am not a hand, I am not of the body, Is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear should say, Because I am not an eye, I am not of the body. Is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where would be the hearing? If the whole were hearing, where would be the smelling? But now God has set the members, each one of them, in the body just as he pleased. And if they were all one member, where would the body be? But now, indeed, there are many members, yet one body. And the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor, again, the head to the feet, I have no need of you. No, much rather, those members of the body which seem to be weaker are necessary, and those members of the body which we think to be less honorable, on these we bestow greater honor, and our unpresentable parts have greater modesty, but our presentable parts have no need. But God composed the body, having given greater honor to the parts which lacks it, that there should be no schisms in the body, but that the members should have the same care for one another. And if one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. Or if one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. Now you are the body of Christ and members individually. Today's devotional thought is called Family Communication, Part 3, Working Together. If God designed us to be community creatures, to mentor and teach one another, and to learn how to listen 
and speak with each other. Why do we have such a hard time working together when we are supposed to be a family? How else are we to achieve a family goal if we are selfish with our skills, gifts, and talents, and not willing to network and work together? This is the purpose of family, to grow and pass on to the following generations how we work together to be one whole unit. Paul reflects and reminds us that we are like a human body. And though he was referring to the body of Christ, the church in its entirety, this application equally applies to our homes and how the family should work together to achieve success. Too often, because of bad communication and the inability to share our personal challenges and experience, we begin to withdraw and isolate ourselves. This is a dark place to enter at times because we were never meant to take on the world by ourselves. This is not to say we shouldn't have personal projects because there are some things that God has purposed just for you. But if you look at the analogy of the family being like a human body, even if you are just a single red blood cell, you may have the private task of carrying oxygen through the body, but you still have to work with the other cells and organs to make sure the oxygen successfully gets to where it's supposed to be. Meaning, even your own personal private projects will need others to successfully reach their goal. This is one of the main purposes of effective communication. To be able to speak your desired goal, have your thoughts understood by others, and to discuss everything involved with making this goal attainable. None of us have all the answers to our questions. And simply put, you can't do it all by yourself. The preacher says in Ecclesiastes 4, two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, one will lift up his companion. But woe to him who is alone when he falls, for he has no one to help him up. Again, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one be warm alone? Though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him. And a threefold cord is not quickly broken. This here is a wonderful reminder that there is more power in community. And if we desire our families to come and become stronger in the Lord, we must start connecting the members back together again. Everyone must understand the main goal or vision for the family, understand the values the family unit holds, and then work together and move forward in achieving the desires for the family. 
The thing is, we have to work together. Sometimes, this can be pretty difficult because it seems like we are all speaking different languages. It's almost as if the enemy has brought the Tower of Babel experience into the home. Just as the ancients had to stop building their tower to reach God because their language got confused. <laughs> like imagine you giving or you asking for a hammer and someone giving you a shovel. But the same breakdown has shown its face. And this same breakdown that we've seen at Babel which is what has built divisions in our homes where we have just stopped asking for help because of how divided we've become. But prayerfully, as we continue to work on our communication, we can make the team more inviting and we won't feel awkward asking for help or calling others, other members, to play their role, which is another wonderful thing about working together. Being a part of a team, a family, teaches you that life is not only about you, but about the experience you have with others. So what are some practical techniques and tips to help the family become a team working machine? Listed below are some simple but useful tools and tips. And if intentionally applied, your family should start working together and moving the body in the direction it was meant to go. So let's take a look at these tips. Tips to help your family work together. First, have a plan towards a common goal. You know what you are trying to achieve and why you are trying to achieve it. This will give a destination to focus on and meaning for why they want to reach there. You could find something like this and if you're trying to build a deck together, clean up the yard or even the house. This can even be applied to stuff like building a plan to start having family worship together. Secondly, give everyone a job that allows them to individually grow, yet contribute to a bigger picture. This approach gives every member the feeling of being uniquely valued for what they do. An example of this is, for example, guests are coming over. Give everyone a separate task and a special task just for them and a time for them to finish it. And in doing this, they will see that you value what they can do for you to clean up the home and make it presentable to your guests. Thirdly, speak clearly to the task and write it down. This ensures that the ideas are clearly defined and everybody understands their jobs 
and has a clear reference point to look back if they've forgotten anything. An example of this is when many parents build a chores chart for their child and they post it in a place where they can keep looking back on it and they may know what day they have to do these chores so it keeps them focused. Fourthly, don't micromanage. Allow everyone to do their best by themselves. Allow them to feel that you trust them with this task. Fifthly, periodically regroup to check the progress on everyone's task. Having very short and brief progress meetings will keep everyone focused, but also keep them motivated to accomplish the goals and meet the end. Sixthly, speak positively and affirm one another. Don't forget, also show appreciation. This is a forgotten art in many homes. We are very quick to point out what we don't like or what someone is doing wrong. Rather than that, how about encouraging them and let them know that they are doing well? Trust me, there will always be another time and a more appropriate time to give critical criticism. And lastly, pray, pray, pray. Soak everything in prayer. Pray before the task, pray during it, and pray after the group is finished. This invites the Holy Spirit to join you and help you prepare everyone for the challenges and the tasks at hand. These are some useful tips that I shared that hopefully can help you practice building the teamwork in the family so the family can work together. See, with these tips, coupled it with effective and positive communication, the family unit will begin to grow stronger and learn to work together. Everyone will see how they fit into the big picture of the family and how the family values each one of its members and their gifts and talents. So as we continue to work and to work together, let's become closer and we do this by communication. And as we become closer to each other, we will build more trust, which in the end will fortify the family. So what can your family do as a group together? It doesn't even have to be something serious. It could be something fun, like playing a board game or baking a cake. Whatever you may choose, try to be positive and watch how everyone in the family builds a little closer. And as you continue to focus on the healing and fortifying of your family, take time to ask God to help you see everywhere in your family there could be a little more teamwork and to help your family to have the humility to come together and become a team again. So friends, the whole idea is for us to really begin to heal and help each other 
we must be able to talk with one another clearly and compassionately and positively. But not only that, we've got to do things together. One of the greatest healing techniques for people who are experiencing certain anxiety and depression problems or even just misery is to go out and serve with somebody and serve someone else. So if we begin to build the family unit to work as a team to do this, everyone gets a little piece of this healing. Well, friends, as we continue through this day, there's some things you could take some time to consider. Ask yourself, when was the last time you and your family did something all together? Second, do you have trouble doing things with people who do the same task you do but differently? Thirdly, if you find your family doesn't do much together, why do you think that is? And whatever you think the reason is, why not take that to the Lord in prayer today? And lastly, let us pray and ask God to teach us how to communicate in a positive way to motivate our families to start working together. Friends, I hope there was much to learn through this session. And before we go, we'll close with a word of prayer. But I encourage you today, try and find something you and your family can do together. Even if it's a matter of let everyone get together and let's have supper and let's have a conversation or maybe a bigger task. But whatever it is, try and start today doing something together with your family. Let us pray. Great and Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for the opportunity and the blessings you give us. Please, Lord, continue with us now. Continue to help us see how we can bond our homes together into a stronger fort. Allow us to learn to work together and be able to depend on each other and trust each other. Let us see that together we can go way further than we can alone. And Lord, as we begin to call out even to family members who may not be close, let us find things we can do with them as well. Let us bring the unit back the way you desired it in the beginning and allow us to help our families heal towards your glory. So we thank you for family. We thank you for being a part of a family. And we thank you for all the opportunities you give to us to let us help heal our families and make things a little bit better. So please, Lord, continue to be with us and guide us as we go throughout our days. We pray these words in no other name but the mighty name of Yeshua, our Savior, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. Baruch Hashem. Blessings and blessings upon you all. I hope you have a wonderful day. So be safe, stay blessed, and Godspeed, my friends.